What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and theringer.com. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Pod Has Spoken, where we watch TV and then we talk about watching TV. I know it's a lot of people's favorite pastimes to hear people talk about watching TV. And our forever co-host with us, Riley McAtee. Riley, how are things going? You still engaged? I know you got engaged last week, but like, I want to check in, make sure things are going smooth. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for checking in. Uh, that's still on as of now. You know, I'll keep okay. you updated. I, I keep Good. sending you hourly updates on the. On <laughs> yeah, the to make there. sure that your engagement is still intact, dude. And, I'm uh, pumped up right now about this is, about this marriage? episode. Oh, no, well, this episode. Yeah, no, that's that's whatever. You know, that's whatever. This yeah. episode. This episode was was excellent. This is like the best episode I feel like I've seen in years. You think even better than last week's? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like this one better than last week's. Better than the do or die. Come on, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. that was a good episode last week, but the do or die kind of ruins it for me. This episode was awesome. Well, we have another fantastic guest with us. The one and only two-time, uh, so far. Two-time loser. Two-time loser. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say two-time contestant, Michaela Bradshaw. Michaela, how's it going? Live from an airport. Live from an airport. You know, losing on Survivor, winning on these miles. But oh, it's going it's <laughs> going really good. And I must concur with you, Riley. Um, this episode had me like, I must finish it. Oh, my goodness. I was on the edge of my seat and uh, my, my recording stopped. And I was like, I need to know what happened. She hasn't seen the vote out. So I caught her up to speed a little bit. Uh, spoiler alert. Omer goes home. Michaela. And, uh, but we already knew that. They pull it off. Yeah. 
So Michaela, what are you gonna do with your flight miles before we fully get into um, this? So I started a new job that lets me work anywhere in the world that I want to. So I'm gonna start staying long term in different countries and oh, just that'll experience be cool. life, you know, on my on my single no kids life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that is, but uh, it <laughs> sounds nice. Riley's oh, leaving yeah. that life soon. He's got one more big hurrah and then he's out. You know, I've already said it's not as exciting as a good episode of Survivor, though. Yeah, it's true. This episode is amazing. So we should get into it. And, uh, you know, last week's tribal was pretty incredible. And we come back to camp in the dark where everybody looks super creepy because of the night vision cameras. Uh, and Lindsay continues talking about how awesome tribal council was. I think if she would have gone home, she would stop saying how awesome it was. <laughs> Michaela, is Survivor better when you're on top? It is, 100%. I didn't have too many on-top experiences, but um, those, you know, there were a couple times where I felt confident and probably shouldn't have had, but uh, yeah, those were a lot easier than when I knew. The JT thing comes to mind here, where you were pretty confident. Didn't that feel good? Did that not feel good? It felt so good. I was super confident. And then immediately afterwards, I was like, that could have went so bad. I hope there's a swap. And there was a swap. So, um, yeah, yeah. When you're on top, it feels good. Feels good. Yeah. You got to hide it a little bit, though. I don't think Lindsay's very good at hiding how awesome she feels about somebody else being on the bottom and it's not her. Yeah. That's, that'll probably catch up to her. After, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's multiple times in this episode where things go her way. And she's like, Survivor is awesome. I am awesome. And I'm like, that's going to catch up with you pretty quickly because I'm a guy that likes to also tell people how awesome I am. And it's, uh, it, got me in the butt a few times on survivor so because you've you're a two-time loser but i've been voted out of the game four times oh wow but how many times have you won once that that makes up for it yeah it almost does yes it's still the <laughs> it sting of defeat does. the sting of defeat is still there still lingering in the back but uh yeah so back at at camp we learned a lot of things Lindsay. Uh, amulet finally becomes an immunity idol and almost nobody knows about it uh, except for Mike and he starts weaponizing it this whole pre like right as soon as they get back to camp from the last tribal everything starts swirling and circling it's crazy how fast the game just started on this day Riley did you notice that yeah they didn't even wait for the sun to come up Mike was already ready, planning the next move. I think that's that must be partially because it's a 26 day season two. It's like the next tribal council is like a day or two away. I think a day. I think they're especially this close to the end. They're doing them every day. Uh, Michaela, when you're watching this, like I've played old school and new school survivor, old school survivor. You could have a plan in play for like a week. It would wouldn't spoil. But nowadays, it seems like if you have a plan in play for more than like half an hour, you're donezo. Like you exactly. got it. It's only a five minute. You got a five minute window right before tribal. So all these people going around naming names this early before uh, even a immunity challenge has happened. Are you thinking like that's the time? Is it too early? What are these guys doing? Well, see, it seems like there are a couple. There's so many factors at play. And one thing that I noticed with Mike, he was like, planting seeds because people need time to think that an idea is theirs. He's the one that planted in Marion's head like, hey, it's, it's time for 
time for Omar, right? Um, and even though in the back end, he wanted to go against that, because he planted that seed, I guess, 24 hours ahead of time, and she's been stewing on it and, and viewing everything from that lens, it took root in her and ended up working for her in the in the game. So it's like on the one, it, it depends how you do it. Like on the one hand, if you're not savvy enough, yeah, something can be too early and it'll be early enough for things to flip and turn back on you, right? But um, when it works out well, it can work out well. It gives other people time to think that your idea was the one that they made up. Yeah. And I think that like you touched on something there, like when it works out well, it does work out well. But when it goes bad, Mm -hmm. it goes very, very bad, very quickly. And that's the beauty of the game is that like timing is always different for everything, for everybody, for every conversation, for every move. And like you also don't know the timing. And so the best you can do is just like feel it out. There's so many plans swirling early on. It's Omar's happy. His plan works. Uh, the last tribal council. And now he wants to split up Jonathan and Mike. But Jonathan and Mike already know they're on the chopping block. So they're like, let's go for Omar and then plants the seed with Mary, Marianne, like you said. And then uh, Marianne talks about her extra vote to people. And she also tells Omar, Lindsay and Romeo about Mike's plan. So it already in my mind is like, oh, that already backfired on Mike. That was so quick. But then, like, there's so many things swirling. I think this is one of those moments, uh, Riley, uh, take note for if you're ever on the show, that when there's so much information circulating, almost nobody takes any of it at face value. So that's the beauty. Like, if there's a little bit of information, you have to be very careful what information is spilled. But if everybody's spilling all information, just keep going with that. I think Marianne was really careful, too, because she kind of... When she was talking to Omer and Lindsay and Romeo, she was like, oh, Mike's super paranoid. He thinks he's going next. He has this idol he might play. But she wasn't like, oh, by the way, Omer, he's targeting you. Like she she kind of like did a little a little trickle of truth in there, which I think helped her, you know, keep that credibility up. She wasn't like, oh, Mike's not saying anything to me. Then everyone would have been like, oh, something's up. One of those half strategic. Yeah. You know, or, or like selective truth. You know, I'm going to tell you enough to do what I want you to do or to solicit solicit the information that I need to get. I, I was kind of noticing that. I was like, this this lady is super smart. I don't. Yeah. And she's and she's smiley too, like personality yeah. and intelligence. I mean, I was impressed by a few people this in this early part of the show. I'm I'm impressed with Mike and Jonathan that they both realize that Omar needs them gone next and that Lindsay is against them. Like they just are like, this is the only way that they could be thinking and they're on it. And then the other side is not on it at all. They're just like, oh, Jonathan and Mike think they're against each other. So like, I am impressed with that. Then I'm impressed with Marianne's read on the situation and then understanding like the trickiness of going about it with all the different, with all the different advantages in play. And uh, so, yeah, I thought it was like pretty clean gameplay. And I think, honestly, the messiest was Omar and Lindsay, because they're the ones that are just feeling like everybody's going to do what they want them to. Too, too, when it's too simple, something's up. That's one thing I noticed. If this, if this like seems like a, you know, it's, it's in the bag, you're missing something. You're on the outs because it's never that simple. But the problem is, is even if you're not one, if you're not 100 percent certain that it's not going to be that simple, because once in a while, like especially er, especially early game, it is that simple. 
Yeah. yeah. But at this point, yeah, it's not that simple. But at the same time, like maybe there's a chance that people are like, that's the trick is like in your mind, you're like, maybe there's a chance people are this dumb. They're probably not. And that's a problem. But if they are, I don't want to ruffle their feathers and alarm them by wigging out right now. And that's where I think like a lot of people are like, why don't you raise hell at camp in this moment? It's like because there's still like that two percent hope in your mind that things are just this easy you want a mental break you want a mental break but look every time i took a mental break i was going home that evening so you you can't kudos to marianne for being like nah it's never this simple you gotta get complex mike was saying that was funny he was like she's trying to play survivor 18.0 i was like well it worked for her today because 2.0 you know you never know what have happened I, I, Lindsay and Omar, like they, they could have taken their little mental break though, because Lindsay had immunity and then they could have just played the idol on Omar, but they totally overthought it. I didn't no. get it at all. Lindsay was too shell- selfish. It's hard wow. to give an idol away. It's it very, is. very difficult to give an idol away. And Lindsay yeah. at this point in her mind, she's got a clear path to the final, what, four with her idol now. No, because she had to play it tonight. She had Do you to think play she it had to? Six. Is that for sure? That's what she said on this episode. She did say it, but I thought maybe that was just a clever play by her to protect May, somebody. Yeah, okay. I think it, I think it was though. We can look back and see when the ambulance okay. yeah, be played. But I think it was no, no, final no. six. She said she didn't want to play it because it would go back into the game. But why would an idol go back into the game at five? There's, right. there's no. It would never happen. And why would it go like if it was going to go back in the game? Like, there's this idea that oh, it will go back if you play it. But if it just becomes inactive because it can't be played anymore, then they wouldn't put it back in the game. Like, aren't they just going to put it back no matter what? Like, it's leaving the game one way or the other. I I don't think they would put extra in, especially what happened to Sari. Because you already have a thousand idols. Like, Mike got an idol. Marianne got an idol. Lindsay got an idol. You can't put put, put four idols in at Final Five. Though no one knows about Marianne's idol. So maybe that's part of it, too. They know Mike has one. They think maybe those are the only idols out there. If they'd known about Marianne's, they probably said, oh, there's no way they're putting a third idol in. Yeah, it's uh, it is interesting. Like, I don't know. Somebody, one of our listeners is definitely going to tell us that I'm an idiot because I should have paid more attention early on in the season. And it definitely has to be played at six or the opposite where they're like, yeah, that's just play by Lindsay. But like if you're a future survivor player, like these are all things you can leverage. Like I got this special thing, but it has to be played tonight. So I'm playing it and then don't play it and play it the next night. And then you're protected two nights. Like all of those things like come into play. And, uh, we move into the reward challenge, a uh, double challenge episode. We don't see that that often anymore. We've seen it a few times this season and Riley, it's not balance. Not balancing? Yeah. <laughs> but it is a bunch of obstacles with a puzzle at the end. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's fine. I prefer that to ba- holding still every single time. Like on your Marcus set, hold still. Whoever can <laughs> hold still the longest for the most stillest wins this game. Whoever can hold still with a ball like that. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to do a ball in your hand. Now we're going <laughs> to do foot. it with one foot and toe grabs. <laughs> like, Here yeah. comes the wind. <laughs> the winds make the wind the variables it's incredible yeah so i'm very happy as soon as i saw like the pan out and the full thing i was like this is great um reward challenge michaela good idea or bad idea to win this thing look i'm i'm kind of for the win like the fact that he got to take so many people with him um, and only leave two people out and then left the two people who were most at odds with each other and least likely to, um, to do anything. I mean, why not? 
I don't think it bought him any type of goodwill that he thought it was, but, uh, you know. But it can bring you negative will sometimes. Yeah. I don't think with like chocolate, like what he picked, like what was the chocolate cake and milk or something? Nobody is, I mean, nobody's eager for chocolate cake and milk, I don't think. Like they're eager for sustenance. So it's kind of like, yeah, we have to take a break from the game for a little bit. Yeah, but I think the taste is what, like, because I've I've had a chocolate reward before. Yeah, was it good? I was excited about it. And then when I got there, it was too decadent and you couldn't yeah, eat very and much. you couldn't eat it, exactly. You like ate like a few bites and then you were just like, whoa, like it was much. way too much. Like you couldn't get full off of it because it was too sweet. Exactly. So it's one of those rewards where you're not, you're not giving strength to your competitors. Whatever you try to say, like, oh, I'm helping this, this person hasn't had a reward. Chocolate cake is not a reward that is going to influence the game at all. So it just separates people. And in his situation, instead of the reward being an exclusionary thing where it's you and one person and there's three, four people left at camp who can plot on you, you took the whole camp minus two people with you. So I think in that case, I'd rather be with the group of four than potentially be left behind as two. So I've had this dream of mine. If I ever go back on Survivor, which is very slim chance. <laughs> My dream is to win a reward and then forego choosing anyone. Just be like, Jeff, I just need some R&R by myself. I'll go and just <laughs> sit on the chocolate cake, rub it all over my body. What If there's an advantage hidden there, I'm definitely going to be the one to find it because nobody else is coming with me. And everybody at camp is going to be there so mad at me that then they will keep me around because they'll assume that that move was such an asshole move that <laughs> they're just like, well, now the asshole has to stay. Reverse psychology. Yeah. He'll never win. No one will ever give him votes on the jury. Would that work? You know, it might spew it out there a little bit. You might be able to talk Jeff into giving you the chicken and the cake. That's true. If I went by myself, I probably could get both. Uh, yeah. Michaela, if you go back on the show, will you do that for me in honor of me, win a reward? You and know, then... I, I don't know if I could even get away with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll think about it. So do you think I could get away with it and you couldn't get away with it? 100%. I think Why you is that? get away. Because you're Tyson. I mean, <laughs> people would be like, yeah. That, that sounds guy. like Tyson. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> when you live your whole life like this, people just give you certain allowances where they're just like, exactly. this guy, exactly. yeah, shake their head. So yeah, so Omer does choose this. And I thought I liked that little twist where it was two different options. You could have a chicken grilled chicken meal with two people or sugar chocolate with three people. I like those little twists. Those are the twists I think the like that's something we've never seen before. And I'm fine with that twist staying for I think it should be at every reward challenge. Like make people make a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the secret to every good twist is like put players in in position where they have to make a tough decision. Yeah, but don't reverse the game. Don't reverse the game. Don't Okay. <laughs> You're <laughs> right, against the time let's, travel. Let's moderate this thing. Really. Yeah. I think though that this was a no-brainer for Omer to choose three people. But what if it had been like, okay, you can have a uh, grilled chicken meal or and take two people or you can take three people and all you're getting is a huge pot of rice. Like make it harder 
Because this isn't that difficult of a decision. Like, even though you're saying grilled chicken is more sustenance, yeah, 100%, I agree. But chocolate is still like a nice break from a bucket of rice. Yeah, that's true. So just be like, it's all you can eat rice, but that's all you're getting. With seasoning or no seasoning? Uh, Ooh. Has to be with seasoning. It has to be enough for them to like really contemplate not doing it. That's what I want is them to be like, go back and forth on the decision. So that's where the line that we have to find is, is like for Omer to have to take like five minutes to decide until Jeff's like, we need an answer right now, Omer. And he's like, I can't decide. It's so, uh, it's so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we need more of. I think they're on the right path and track there, though. Do you like Jeff breaking the fourth wall here where he talks to Hannah, Omer's niece, about trying new things and putting yourself out there. Did you, do you remember that part? No. So Omer talks about, Omer's talking about like trying things he hasn't tried before this late in life and going on Survivor and doing things he didn't think he could do and how he's an inspiration to his eight-year-old niece, Hannah. And then Jeff turns to the camera. He's like, yo, Hannah, if you're listening and he does some pep talk, I kind of forgot most of it now. Uh, but uh, he's been breaking the fourth wall more and more where he turns and talks to the audience directly oh. into the camera. And this episode, this was what he was doing. But uh, at other times throughout the season, you know, he'll be like, here's an idol. Hey, everybody watching. Here's an idol hidden here. Uh, let's see if they find it. You know, I feel like they started doing that in like season. What was it? 41, like right after, yes. right yeah. after the pandemic or. Yeah. So he's yeah, still doing this. Okay. Hey, I guess it I guess it helps to make make people in the audience feel like they're part of the game, getting some engagement. Yeah, I think that's the goal. Riley, did you did you like this little uh, Hannah pump up? It's just a, it's a little corny and cheesy and then I also like overall and like the meta like the meta survivor stuff is like a little too much. There's too much like that's how you do it on Survivor like type of like the show people on the show like talking about the show. Yeah. as well and like about growing up watching it and like all of this types of stuff like it gets to feel overwhelming it's like the whole show is about has become about like the show says well. focus on being in the struggle yeah. yeah just or like just play the game you know like just let them play the game and not be all like oh you know here's how i'm gonna do it just like my like hero tyson did it back on this season yeah oh, it's like, I wish I got a lot of that stuff out. happens I, yeah. yeah so tyson's tyson's in favor of it yeah only if it's for me <laughs> if it's about only him. Yeah, only if it's me and they share a little clip of me doing something cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I mean, Hannah is probably pumped. Hannah, the eight-year-old eight year Hannah, Omer's niece, is probably stoked on this. And so, uh, yeah, so I can see that. Like, I can imagine her being super pumped on it, which is cool. She'll be on Survivor 62. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll flash back to this moment. Yes, that's true. There They're we go. setting yeah. it up. It's the long game. Set, setting it up. <laughs> Hannah, <laughs> sign your NBA now. Yeah, this is such a long game for for her and for the show to really set it up like that. So I guess well played. The group of reward, which is Romeo, Marianne, and Mike, uh, who Omar takes, and then he leaves Lindsay and Jonathan behind. You know, they're there chit chatting about uh, who to send home, and then we go to Jonathan and Lindsay back at camp, and they both think they're playing each other. But really, Jonathan is playing Lindsay. Very well. Right? And his read is like such, so spot on this episode. Like, I am impressed with him because we've seen some like kind of more buffoony moves from him. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one is like, 
this whole episode for him where he just has this read and he's certain of it. And even this moment where he, and he's, he's like so honest where he's like, I think we're playing each other, but Lindsay doesn't seem not to be playing. Yeah. She's not doing good. Cause he can read her, but she's like assuming that he's just believing everything that she's selling him. He seems to think that she's probably reading him too. He's like, Oh, we're both, we're both obviously like playing this game. And then she's just like, not, she's just she like cuts to a confessional where she's like, yep. And he's voting for Mike. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> every conversation you have on Survivor is like that to some degree, right, Michaela? It is. And it's like, I think, it, I think like the fatigue that sets in the mental fatigue, like by the point, this point in the game, you want to lean towards the easy thing. So it's easy to say like, Oh, I got votes. You're, you're going home. I don't, I don't need to engage with you fully. Like I'm going to give you this half energy that's the wrong thing to do. Like when you, when you want to start mentally engaging, you disengaging, you actually need to lean in because that's when you're going to be most susceptible to a surprise. And so Jonathan, you know, he didn't have the, the luxury of feeling comfortable. So he had his antennas up. Um, and you know, things came to him. Uh, Lindsay felt, felt comfortable and she had her antennas down. She shared her plan and probably sat with it with comfort the rest of the day. Even she said in a tribal council, like, yeah, I mean, as long as I feel confident, as long as people feel good with what I told them. And it's like, girl, everybody's trying to get a million dollars. Um, so, you know, when you stop working, the tide can easily come against you. And it's good that she had the immunity. She's been winning things, um, but that easily could have, you know, hurt her. And now her, her one best friend is gone. So kind of puts her in a strange position. I think also every single conversation you have on the island, you have to measure like, are they believing me? Do I believe them? To what capacity? At what degree? For how long? Like you, every single conversation you have to like put on a scale and see like, is this good for them? Do they know it's good for them? Can I make it better for them? Can I make you seem like it's good for them, even though I'm doing this for me? Like, and that I didn't hear any of that. I heard, I think Jonathan needs to go. He, I don't want him to win. Um, it's been me or him each time. Like, that's not, that's not a whiff him. That's like what I say goes. That's exactly right. So, uh, yeah, so it was pretty interesting, uh, the two different approaches there. And Mike, I didn't know this, but Mike, currently in the game is the only one that knows about Lindsay's amulet that has become an idol. And he then uses that against her with Jonathan and Marianne. And Marianne, I think that gave her the extra like, oh, okay, here we go. I have to do something. And so, uh, and she's like, yeah, let's do Omar. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, and the fact that Marianne said she can't trust Lindsay now because she didn't know about it. Those are moments that are very, very important, important. on Survivor. Yeah. It's the little things. It's not always what you say or what you do is what you, what you didn't say to this person. And if they found out what you didn't tell them. So it's, it's kind of crazy because you need to like their strategy and what you reveal and to whom and when there's a lot of complexity. And I'm, I'm just very, I don't know. I admire how virtually everybody at this point in the game was in tune to some version of that to a much deeper level 
than I even was when I was playing the game. I was like, you guys are, you guys are good. Yeah, it is a fun cast this season and everybody has come to play and have has brought an A game. I do agree. And and it is true. It's like like what you don't say to the right or wrong person could end up screwing you over. But uh, when is the time to tell them about those things? Like, Lindsay, should she have told people about her advantage? I mean, at some point, if somebody knows about it, especially, then you have to be more cautious. So if she knows that Mike knows about what she has, then she needs to be a little bit more on you know, do some damage control, I think. And, and, and we, we see Mike look at Lindsay and be like, Oh, you have an idol too. And she's like, nobody knows about it. And he's like, okay, I do. And if you are telling me that nobody else knows about it, I have some leverage. Yeah, exactly. But then you see it on the flip and you tell somebody what you have and then they go out to you yes. quick, too quickly or, or they get you out so that, so that you can will them the yes. advantage that, that you told them about. Has that happened um, to somebody? Oh yeah, see, uh, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah did that to Sierra Don Thomas. Yeah. So as she found out that she had that little thingy thing, she was like, "Oh, boat's changing. Sierra's leaving because I know yeah. she's going to give it to me." Yeah. And that's what happened. So, you know, it's it's interesting. So I I can't do anything but but say kudos to everybody that's playing right now because they're they're teaching me something. It's easy to watch it, man. But in the moment, it's hard to have the <laughs> mental faculties to do all of that, which is why I'm like, man, they're good. That's a hot take. Easier to yeah. watch Survivor than to play it. Oh, uh, heck yeah. Yeah, I agree. Some people don't, a lot of viewers don't understand that. Uh, yeah. I think they do. But like that you do get a lot of like uh, uh, coaches. Yeah, coaches from the couch. <laughs> uh, coaches from the couch. <laughs> but like it's, yeah. And, and also I think what, yeah, what, people don't see is that this has been 24 hours worth of conversations that these people have had. So when they're watching it and they're seeing like from big brother view where they're seeing every conversation that matters because it's been condensed and stuff, it's easy to be a coach from the couch. But when there's probably a hundred other conversations that took place that were not even any of the, any of the plans we saw on screen. Honestly, and you don't know the timing things took place either because I've seen it happen where, you know, you go to the uh, the immunity challenge at the beginning of the day and you have hours until sundown. And at the, like, before the challenge, people get on the same page. Challenge happens, people come back, they're on the same page. You have hours of people chilling, thinking things are fine. And then in that one hour between the sun is... Here and here, people scramble like a mad dash, and you just have to hope that the last piece of information you got was accurate. Um, so we just, you just never know. So that's a that's a really good point. Um, yeah, it's true, and it's uh, and it, it is true. Like they'll be like, it's like everybody has a plan. If the immunity challenge goes the way that people want it to, then it's pretty. It's a lot chiller after the challenge. But if there's a wrench thrown in at the challenge because the wrong person wins or something like that. Now it's a mad dash for a little while, but then there's always that like lull in the, in the strategy for, you know, a little while. And then as people are like, Oh, we're getting close to going to tribal. Everybody wants to make sure the plan. And then at that point it can shift any, any direction. You know, what happens is 
you come back from the challenge, people want to go, you want to get some water? You want to go to the well? You have your little casual well conversations. But then when people start going on their walks and they start trying to piece together information and people start getting ideas. Oh, yeah, it's a mad dash after that. When Michaela says walks, she means walks in parentheses, meaning interviews with producers. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you do. Happens. Yeah, then it's like, so Michaela, do you really trust the person you mm-hmm. think you really trust? Can you? Is there a so reason there you couldn't? Own, are there any idols left in the game? Yeah, who do you think would have an idol? Who, if there were? Do you think they'd tell you? Is it safe to split the votes? Is it safe <laughs> to only have two different names on the, you know, so you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't know. Was like, this idea? Everything you believed, <laughs> they <questions>. question. <laughs> Every single thing you believed in your heart, they questioned. Yeah, I and know. then, Riley, and it then, would be then like they send you going, all back to the beach and they're like, all right, so how about that simple plan you guys had? Yeah, yeah talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, then they're like, lockdown. <laughs> yeah, then you oh run back. You got five minutes. They're like, so what do you need to do to make yeah. sure your plan is in place? And you're like, I got to talk to them. I got to talk to them. I got to run and change it with them. And then I got to talk to them. And then I got to play it cool with them. And they're like, okay, uh, you got 10 minutes. And then we're locking things down. You're like, ah, is it? yeah, get back to camp. You get through half of your conversations and then you're not allowed to talk to anybody till you roll into yeah. trouble. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. That's Do they do these all at the same time? It's like you you all go to no, separate places. No, they're all different. Well, one or maybe two people at maybe a time. Two. As, but then you're exited from camp, so you don't even know what's yeah. happening at camp while you. It's mandatory that you leave camp for you know if you're a good talker, it could be hours. So you ever see somebody come back from one of one of these these walks, these interviews, run in, grab someone, be like, "I got to talk to you," and they go off to the water well, and then you're sitting there at camp, you're like. Uh oh, <laughs> something yeah. went, you know, went wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell y'all a story. So, okay, um, my, my first season, I did the pre jury trip, and Cece was my roommate. And you know, people on a pre jury trip are ruminating on everything that went wrong because they lost. And she told me, "Man, I should have known better because I they took me on two walks, and I should have known that second walk means something changed." I kept that in my mind. Here comes game changers. We're after the merge. I go on one walk, and then they pull me for a second walk, like. Later in the day, before tribal, I grabbed Suri. Suri, something's changed. Something, something's up. Somebody try to vote me out. Go figure it out. And I went on my second walk. That was that was when Haley went home because the vote was going to be Haley or me. Initially, they were leaning Haley, but then somehow it switched to me. That's why I went on a second walk. But Suri went and Zeke, Zeke and Suri flipped that thing, um, and Haley ended up going home instead of me. So y'all watch if you count on two walks Ooh, between that's very between. Smart. Yeah, if you caught on two walks between the challenge and uh Yeah, this is the real secret right here. Tribal, you better go talk to somebody because you are out the loop. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think uh I don't necessarily think that it's you going home on your second walk, but things have been flipped and you're unaware. Or you're the one that's flipped them. So that could be a second walk too, is if you come back, you flip things and they're like, Okay, talk to you, talk to me about flipping the thing. Or the person who's like, I think everything's still good. How could it not be? Yeah, those are the two interviews you're getting if you're on your second walk. So now production, you got to change your strategy because double walks, I just gave you a secret. Yeah, I mean, they've already changed. The camera guys, the camera guys don't get those shots at the, they don't perk up when you get close to an idol anymore like they used to. Yeah, they used to be like, oh, oh, he's getting close. Everybody, camera, all the cameras, get on this guy right now. He's getting close. 
I know. I was so close to finding the idol JT head on top of the little mountain. And I gave up at the last minute. And then I learned where he put it when I watched it. I was like, I was so close. Should have followed the cameraman's camera. Because they'll sit there, you know, getting their angles. Oh, so they don't do that anymore. That's interesting. They're definitely wiser to it because a lot of contestants have, have you know, said that. Like the camera guys kind of like perk up as you're getting close to touching something or finding an idol or something. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. We get into the immunity challenge and Riley, again, another great challenge. Yeah, I mean, I think so. It's not Uh, balancing. It's not balancing, but it is like a bunch of elements that we, you know, we've seen all these before. Yeah, we've seen all these elements, but sure, like do the the maze, yeah, and then the the table maze. That table maze cost me two million dollars on Winners at War, but I won the table maze challenge for my team. Mm. Didn't work. They voted me out later, but see, this was the play-in challenge for the second. It would have been my second time winning my way into the game, which would have pretty much cemented my win if I would have won in two times. Oh, like who's, wow. Who's not voting for me at that point? Exactly. So I got close, but couldn't quite do it. But I still, I'm here for these challenges. Like, I think there's I like more those. to them, especially like, sure. Like everybody's like, oh, it has to be fair and even. The table maze is the fair and even part. Like everybody yeah. was up there doing the maze by the time the winner won. And it comes down to Jonathan versus Lindsay, like it's been so many times. And Lindsay wins, which is, you know, bad for Mike, I guess. And because he, Mike's thinking that Lindsay's going to give the idol to Omer. So he's too afraid to go against 
Ulmer if Lindsay wins. So Lindsay wins bad for Mike. And uh, we go back to camp. And the first thing Lindsay does is talk about how awesome the challenge was and how awesome she is for beating a guy bigger than her at a table maze. (laughs) You're a huge Lindsay fan. (laughs) I'm fine with Lindsay. I just think she's getting overly hyped on herself. And I don't think, yeah, I've been, I'm that guy too. I get overly hyped on myself for sure. I'm my number one fan, but you can't show that to the entire tribe. Yeah. Because it's not awesome for everybody. Everybody else lost, which means they are all a little bit nervous. And if you go back and are like, hey, are you nervous? I'm not. I'm awesome at these games. I beat a guy that's bigger than me. Then you're like, that's (laughs) that's not a good look. Like that's, you're not loving anybody who's coming back and having that conversation with you. Like the conversation she needs to have with people is like, oh, it's a bummer you lost. Let's figure it out. Not like, isn't it awesome? I won. I'm awesome. (laughs) Hopefully she only said that to like on her walks, like in the private conversation. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think she did because she's come back and said how awesome things are a few times. And it's only when things are totally in her favor. Oh, well, you know, let's learn. Let's learn because now it's not going to feel so awesome. It can't feel awesome at, at final, well, final five and you have yeah, no, that's no solid alliance and you have the only two votes went your way and you thought you had five. Yeah. And the two votes. Yeah. And the two votes that went your way. Yeah. They're one of them's gone. One of them's gone. So it's just you like you you feel like you're at the bottom, which, you know, probably probably she probably is. You are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, She probably probably, is. Probably be really good to pull out a win. Next community challenge for Lindsay. Yeah. And she can. I mean, she's good at challenges. This is I think for these people that like someone like Lindsay, like the way things went this this week, now she's thinking I have to win, but she also is confident that she can win. So it's not all bad. Yeah, no, it's really not. And winning out is a good resume for the end. Like, okay, I found myself on the bottom and then I just won the next two challenges and now I'm here. Like that's a pretty easy sell to the jury. Especially if she wins them against Jonathan, too. You know, if they'd gotten Jonathan out at this vote, then her going on immunity run in the end, it's like, all right, well, you're the only competitor left. It's more impressive if he's still in there. You know what's crazy? The game really could go either either way, like with the different people and how they've moved. You can't really assume you know where the next sets of votes are going to fall. And then you, you add in the fact that they're, well, you know, they're idols, so votes can't fall certain ways. But... You know, especially if you were to take the idols out of the situation, because uh, don't idols go? Idols don't work after a certain. They point, have right? to play them this next tribal council. So now that means that Lindsay's probably playing one, unless she's telling the truth about it expiring, which I don't think she is. I think she is. I think that that idol is expired. You think it's expired? So she doesn't yeah. have an idol. So worst case, Mike and Marianne are safe, but nobody knows that Marianne is safe. But nobody wants to vote for Marianne at this point. They might now after after this tribal. You think that one move is big enough to make people like, oh, you're now in a That's what Omer, Omer paid really? for his move last week. Yeah, now he's gone. Oh, really? Yeah. they. Oh. Jonathan even talked about this week saying that Omer like, made a huge play for the jury and now he's the favorite to win this thing. Mm. And so I, I think especially this close to the end, like definitely, like if she's likable already, and she has friends on the jury, and now she pulls out this big move that was, like, pretty cool. Like, that's now, she's got to be a threat. 
Yeah, the next tribal is going to be really tough because you've got Mike with an idol, Marianne with an idol. I I would guess either Jonathan or Lindsay will win immunity. And then you've got Romeo, who everyone wants to sit next to in the end. So it's yeah. probably either Jonathan or Lindsay, whoever doesn't win, going home. Here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. Everybody wants Marianne. Nobody knows she has an idol. Can she keep it fully secret? If she does, there's lots of votes her way with a vote or two on Romeo. And then she probably just puts her vote on Romeo as, oh, no, with they split the votes. They tell people are going to split on Romeo, but then they're splitting it on Jonathan or Lindsay. But Lindsay and Jonathan are, yeah, that, there's so many variables. But the one thing is that I believe that Marianne will be the target at the next tribal council and she will play her idol and it will which will make her look even better if she plays yep. her idol yes. and stays and if, yes. if so what's the what's the read on romeo tell me that i'm missing a little context here so romeo he was uh he likes to pick at people at the food when people he thinks people aren't watching but everybody sees him picking at the rice yeah wait so, so he'll what just was like, with that like omer picked him for the reward he was like oh romeo hasn't eaten it was like last episode all we did was watch him eat <laughs> all he did was eat the rice so he'll be he'll sit there next to the rice thing as it's cooling and he'll just like pick handfuls of it and eat it when he thinks people aren't watching. But then every single person on the tribe talked about how he was always sneaking food and he was very paranoid early on and was like running around too much. And now he's kind of just like settled in, but people are still kind of like bugged by him. He's voted incorrectly a bunch of times, like yeah. not in on the plan, like not in on the loop. He's, he's the so lowercase go. They so want to sit next to him. him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So nobody's going to, at this point, if any, if any votes were going to be like, if he was going to be the easy vote, it's more like, let's keep him here. But you can't have two people that are perceived as a potential goat because then that takes up your chance to get to the, to the end. Yeah. So I think, I think Romeo's the goat that everybody wants to get to the end with. And then I think that uh, Marianne's playing her idol. So next time it's whoever loses the challenge out of Lindsay or Jonathan is out. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Wow. Wow. And then here's the crazy thing, though. Like, let's say if Marianne makes her vote go with Romeo, like not against Romeo, their two votes will counter whoever's voting for Marianne. They two decide who's going home. Romeo should be, could be locked in with Marianne to the end because now there's only four people left. Yeah. I think that everybody is fine with Romeo. Like, I don't think there's a person out there now that doesn't want Romeo at the end. Even even this episode, it was like part of the reason they went with this wild vote vote split plan and maybe Omar's Island not is because it's like, dude, the easy plan of getting out Romeo is just so low payoff. It's like you want him yeah. there at the end. There's no, if Romeo were actually a threat, I think they would have done that. But yeah. it's do like, they still do man. the thing at the end where you have to make fire like you know, yeah. the final two? Yes. So yeah, yeah. we have final two and final then four. the third, final yeah. four, and then two people have to make, make fire, fire against each other. Mm. Yeah, probably Jonathan's going home if he doesn't win because people want a chance to win the final challenge anyway. Yeah. yeah so if you're Marianne, you're like, Wow, I can I can play an idol at five, and the worst thing that can happen to me at four Make is I go fire. to the fire making challenge. Like, yeah. there's no so at this straight point, vote out at this point. At this point, Marianne same should for only be focused on knowing how to make fire. Yeah, yeah. that's how. That's just all get, she has just to do. get a few days jump on it. Just sit there practicing. Yeah. yeah. Although the fire making, yeah, and the fire making challenge, they don't use the same style of machete mm-hmm. that you've been using all season. They use this like little fishing knife. 
And yeah. so it is a little bit tricky and different. I've I've only seen the knife. I've never experienced it, but I mm-hmm. think that it does add a different element because you're using a different tool than you're used to using to make fire. Yeah. Look at so, Marianne. Yeah. Yeah. I think her and Mike, as long as they are good Mike. at making fire or can teach themselves to make fire in the next day or two before really the final, because they're probably only a couple days away, right? Mm-hmm. Um Let's go to tribal council. I mean, we talked about all of these swirling uh, strategies and it's pretty much like, you know, a couple different directions it's, it could go and it starts raining. Have you been in a rainy tribal council before, Michaela? Yeah. It's, it's, Why does Jeff keep us thing. there longer? Why does he you keep know, us there longer he, he in the rain? He likes to see people in pain. I, I think it makes them have joy on the deepest part of his soul. <laughs> He's a masochist. <laughs> you know, but, you know. Uh, the final <laughs> tribal council at Winners at War, it was dumping rain. And the first thing he said, because we were all just like, everybody's wearing jackets except for me, because I'm like, I got to look cool. So I'm wearing this pretty nice looking shirt. And I'm like, it's TV, like you sacrifice for TV. Like, if you're not sacrificing for TV, then maybe you shouldn't be there in the first place. That's just my opinion. And so I'm sitting there just freezing. And Jeff's like, we'll keep it quick. I know everybody's uncomfortable. Not four hours later did we finally (laughs) wrap that thing up. Sophie was so sick that at one point uh, somebody was saying something. And Sophie's like, I'm just going to vote for whoever keeps their answers the shortest. Because we were all so sick of being there. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good way to take it. Uh, so, yeah, the rain, uh, I imagine that Jeff kept them there for a long time and wanted to, like, see them struggle and deal with all of that because that's miserable. And uh, Mike talks about uh, the game being calculus, how difficult it is and how it's switching and moving. And there's so many layers and levels. Uh, definitely not calculus because I got an A in calculus one year. And I mean... And I think I failed calculus the next year. So maybe it is like calculus. It can't be like math because math, there's always the right answer. It's more like, it's more like the arts class. Yeah. Subjective. You just, you know, maybe everybody got the same assignment, but they're going to come back with something that looks a little different. Or totally different. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Survivors like art class. You guys heard it here first. Hot take from Michaela B. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not really a right answer, but there's uh, something. But you can there's come the back one with. that works for you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I know who's who's grading you or or whatever. You know, you can't play to them. I do like Romeo's take here, where he talks about the shift from before it was who can they get out to now the shift in mentality is who can I beat in the end. And I do agree there is a a point where that does shift. Omar disagrees. He says, no, you should have been playing. That is something that's crossed your mind the whole time. And to a certain degree, it does. But at the same time, it's like, who is easiest to get out? Who's beneficial for me to get out? And who's going to cause the least ripples when I do get them out? Like that is, you really, I, I, I tend to take Romeo's side here. I think you are looking at like, who can I get out cleanly without like making me a target? Exactly. That's true. And then you do get to that point, final six, seven, where you're like, okay, now who can I beat? And how do I get to the end with them? You, you know, it's funny. It really resonated me hearing them say that because my in my brain, I never, I've never had those thoughts on the island. And that's why I always went home. 
because I wasn't thinking about, I, I was always like, okay, how can I just get to the end? I'll figure, if I can just get to the end, I'll figure out how to get there. Or how can I get to tomorrow? And at a certain point, people around me were like, who can I not be you? Or who do I not want to try to be you? Um, so that's, they're smart. They learned, they did their homework. I think on a returning season, that mentality shifts even earlier to who can't I beat in the end. Like on your first season, like I think this is like the right time where they're recognizing it, like final eight, seven, six, somewhere in there. They're like, oh, who can I beat on a returning season? It could be like day two. They're like, oh, I can't beat them in final tribal council. Let's get rid of them. It's like this is so early to make this move. I think it's a blunder to go that early on it. But like that's just the mentality of a returning uh, season. And uh Lindsay, again, telling us how confident she feels. And <laughs> look, I like Lindsay. I think she's great on the show. She's crushing it in challenges. Yeah, I can really tell. She's crushing it in challenges. But three or four times this episode, she's told us how confident she is. Oh, That's when things go bad for you. I've been very, confident. very confident in Survivor many, many times. And I usually get voted out on those times. Survivor confidence. It's not, it's not the best thing for it's you. Survivor confidence. Humility. Yeah. Humility. And uh, Omer talks about it, the survivor confidence. He's uh, survivor confident. And uh, Lindsay's saying that, you know, I'm confident with what I've said to people. It's uh, whether or not they believe what I said. And then Jonathan is like, if nobody's lying, that that will be the first time in the history of the show that nobody's lied and tribal council went the way it was supposed to. And, uh, and then Lindsay's like, unless it's a queen clean sweep. And then Marianne again, with the knowledge is like in modern day survivor, you can't have a clean sweep anymore with there's so many advantages. There's so many, there's the uh, shot in the dark thing. There's so many different ways that now people have to maneuver around all of those things. So we won't see clean sweeps almost ever. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the game and for the show, Michaela? I think I think it's a good thing because it'll keep things interesting. Like nobody wants to see a block of five people get to the final five. And then, you know, there's one clear one of them that's best at everything. And then they get to the final. Like nobody wants to see that. Um, so it keeps it interesting. It gives, it, 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 it's what makes the show complex. Like people can pick their strategy. And sometimes you can outwit regardless of what the scenario is like doesn't matter who won the immunity who has an advantage or whatever if you're witty enough you can figure out a way around that um and if you don't have the wits you can hope to outplay and do your best on every challenge and uh if you don't have the two of those or if, if you know things aren't going in your direction and you just survived by the hair of your chin then, then you outlasted that day so i, I think that's the complexity that makes Survivor really cool and allows the show to stay on for 40 something seasons. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you, you know, nail on the head when you said that, like, it, it would be boring if the strongest person won every time. And you get out there and people are frustrated, especially strong people. They're like strong, competitive, athletic people. They're like, well, this person is really bad at challenges and they're worthless at camp. How are they still here? And it's like, that's not what the game is about. The game isn't about like, who's the fittest person. Like there's different games for that. This it's game is, yeah, it's not wrestling <laughs> and, and you, and keeping those weak people in the game is part of it. And like Romeo is a perfect example. Like Omar 
for sure he was outwitting people. He got to that point. He was outwitting people. That was part of the game. Omer is just outlasting, but he's outlasting with probably a 0% chance of winning. Yeah, Romeo. Romeo. Outlasting yeah, Romeo. with a 0% chance yeah. of winning. Yeah. yeah. And people can switch up their strategy when they want. I think that's the thing, too, particularly as someone who came into the game as more of a physical competitor. Like, I'm smart, but I'm not necessarily like, I'm strategic in the sense that I can see things, but I'm not outwit level of strategic. Like I'm not moving the chess pieces in a way to advance myself or work against someone else. And that's, that's necessary. But as a physical person, people can see your strength. You know, that's one thing that's going against Jonathan. You know, people can see, they see what you look like and they assume that you're strong. And then once you win, even if you only win one time, it's like, Oh, you got to get him Cause, cause he's going to keep winning. But anything else, whether you're that person that can just sneak and snake your way or whether you're a super strategic in your mind or whether you're an expert social player, that's not as visually apparent. And that's what that's what makes this game. That's what it makes when you line up the winners. They come in different shapes and sizes and personalities or whatever. Um, that's what makes it cool. So, yeah, it's a good thing. I agree. I think all the winners have gotten to the end different ways with Different amounts of luck, for sure. Luck is always a factor in winning the game. The winners have capitalized on their strengths and minimized their weaknesses to their advantages. And uh, I, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. We get to the votes. No idols played, which is... Uh, do you hope for an idol to be played in this moment when everybody's looking around waiting to see if an idol's played? Are you hoping for an idol? Or are you like hoping that it's not? Or does it depend on who you want to stick around. Depends on what's going on. Depends on if you orchestrated the plan and if you're at risk, if the plan doesn't work well. Like if you, if you orchestrated the plan, kind of you're next on the line. If the plan fails, because then everybody's going to find out that it was your plan. Um, Particularly the person you wanted to go out that's now here. (laughs) But it's also sucks when you're like this other person. I've I've been in that place. It wasn't idle. It was an advantage. But when something you know, it's not coming to me. I don't necessarily agree with what's going on, but you know what? It ain't me. I'm trying to get to tomorrow. And then somebody whips out something and it puts you at risk when you shouldn't have been at risk today. Um, and you have no time to do anything about it. You just got to suck it up and take the L. So I would, I would say it's, it's, it feels better to not be surprised by any idols or advantages, but when you're watching it, it's like, oh, when they come out. So yeah. So as a viewer, you approve. As a player, you wish that the advantages were gone. Yeah. yeah. As a player, it's like, no, I don't, I, unless they're in my bag, I don't want any idols. I don't want any advantages. Yeah. No, when I'm on your side. Uh, uh, Riley, were you watching this tribal council hoping something got pulled from somebody's bag or were you happy to see it? Yeah, I, I want Marianne's plan to work. Like I wanted them to pull it off because it's just such a huge move. I mean, this is what made the episode. If you like, if you're Omer in the first four votes, it was like Jonathan Romeo, Jonathan Romeo, feeling pretty then, good. Then that Omer vote comes out. You know, they put them in order to make it dramatic. I don't know if all all the viewers know that, but they put them in order. So when that next vote's Omer, they've they've run through those first four votes are dummy votes. Like you're you going know, home. as yep. Omer, you're not expecting any votes. The second you see one vote with your name you on it, you up. know it's you. Like I've been in that position enough times to be mm-hmm. like, there's a vote for me. Okay. It's me. Like, and then at that point in my mind, I'm like, okay, 
How do I play it cool? What am I going to do on my exit? I know it's me. Like, do I just play it cool? Do I storm out? Do I tip my chair over? Do I throw See, everyone's you, torches? How do you think of all that stuff? Like, I am so surprised or just, it just catches my attention. Like when people are so chill, particularly on their first game when they get voted out. Yeah. Because I was not chill at all. I was hot. Like, oh, no, yeah, so I'm mad, angry. but I'm also, the cameras are there. So you have to play it cool. Like you do not care. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. First no, time. I think that they're different. Like <laughs> you got invited back for the way you reacted and I got invited back for the way I reacted. So it worked out for both of us. The first season I was on producers that day, I was taking a chill day because I was in control of everything, had the game by the jugular. I laid in the river I was shrinking down and I did an interview and they're like, what will you do if you get voted out tonight? And I was like, kicking over my chair, blowing out everybody's torches. Then when I go to put my torch and Jeff goes with the snuffer, I'm going to move my torch out of the way and then run with it still lit. (laughs) And they were like, okay, cool. You're going to do all that? I was like, yeah. And then we get there and my name comes up once. I'm like, oh, it's me. They got me. I got to play it cool. And then at that point, I just like played it so cool and was just like, you got me, but I'm still me and you guys are still you. So who's really the winner? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's your version of playing it cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that not cool? <laughs> well, a little, little dash of a-hole. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. So uh, no adults played. And the 2-2-2 two, two, two vote was like awesome. Like, we know it's Omer. Omer knows it's Omer. But part of him is like, please don't be me. Please don't be me. And uh, it is him. And yeah, the votes, the way they read, like it wasn't going to be anybody else. And that's pretty much it. Omer goes around and gives some hugs, but he wasn't as excited about everything as Drea was. Like, Drea was so stoked to just be part of it. And Omer, uh, he, good, good enough spirits. Like, Omer... Michaela is the prime example of him realizing it's probably him and being like, I hate this so much, but I got to play it cool. And then he did play it cool on his exit. Hey, kudos to you, Omer. Good game. Shout out Marianne for playing Survivor 18.0. Mike and Romeo for going along with it. And and, uh, Lindsay for winning that immunity. And now the final five is going to start at a new camp. Do you like this idea? That's exciting. Do they have to start all the way over? All the way over. Yeah. Hey, it gives them something to do. Puts an extra element of puts an extra element of newness in the spirit. So I'm I'm sure that's going to be a change that helps to bring about other changes because you got to have people walking into the woods to get the the wood stuff. You got to have people building your shelter. It it, it starts the game of fresh and five, which is kind of strange. The five a lot of times is a three versus a two, and it's very straightforward. And I think this throws a little bit of a wrench into that, which is what I think they're going for. And I agree. I think it helps. Uh, So because generally my experience on the season I won was it was such a clear three versus two at that point that like there was almost no conversations. Yeah, you were just like sitting there. So I think this forces them to get out and move and struggle and then maybe things shift. Well, we this is this time, Riley. You have something to say? I can see it. No, no. Let's let's run through superlatives. I feel like we've kind of already talked through some of them just in the course of this discussion. But uh, so, best move of the episode is the first one, Michaela. Yeah, Marianne's moves. Yeah, Marianne's move. Yeah, this is. There's no other answer. It's it's everything Marianne did on this episode. 
And her falling down during the challenge too. Is she doing? I wonder if she's doing that on purpose, like making herself look bad at challenges. Oh, that's I. I wonder if that's her strategy. Y'all are gonna have to bring her on and ask. I'm mad. Do you feel like this is part of her secret too, where like she hasn't told anyone about the idol, and it feels like everyone would just assume like, oh, if Marianne had an idol, there's no way she'd be able to keep it secret, right? But it's like because she's so talkative. But it's like I wouldn't be surprised if Marianne is intentionally like looking goofy in the challenges. But but anywho, go ahead. Her her move still wins. All right, worst move of the episode. I mean, Mike was pretty forceful with Marianne. He, I mean, he planted the seed, but he still, but I still think probably Lindsay and Omer just assuming everybody was going along for the ride. You can't ever assume people are just going along for the ride. Like my first season, JT and Steven agreed to just being fifth and sixth. And we were like, oh, that's cool. Thank you. That makes it easy for us. Yeah. And then it ended up not being that way. And I think you you can like assume you have to like everybody's there to win. Even even Monica on the season I won was like, I'm never going to win. I'm married to a former NFL player, but I just want to like do as best I can. And then I was like, okay, that sounds cool for me to take you to the end. And then we get to the end and she's like, I should win this. And I was like, oh, well. You're not going to, but that it, it's just another reminder that everybody is there to win, no matter what they're telling you, no matter what you're assuming. And if you don't assume that everyone is there to win, it's going to bite you. And it bit Omer very hard and Lindsay pretty good. Do you think she's going back to camp next week and being like, that was awesome? I hope she does, because it'll really <laughs> <laughs> it'll throw a wrench in my my opinion. I hope she does. I hope she says, great move, guys. That was awesome. That was, that was awesome. I mean, yeah. as a survivor player, really. What do you think, Michaela? Worst move? Well, I, I, I would have to agree with you. I think um, I think worst move is, is Lindsay and Omar being too confident. And thinking that like Mike and, and Jonathan would vote against each other too when they're they're kind of buddy buddy. It's like you probably should have had a little more questions about that. And plan. we didn't even see them really try to separate them too much. They were just like, We're getting them, we're getting them, and then they were like, Okay. And then they're like, Oh, cool. Like Omer talked about like driving a wedge in between them, and then he never really did. Yeah, not that we saw. Um, all right, favorite moment of the episode. Do you know what? My favorite moment. Marianne said something. I was I was paying attention to her vocabulary. I like words. And she said something like a you guys think I'm a fettered goat or something. I was yeah. like, that was that was funny. I don't know what I don't know what fettered means in that context or whatever she said, but that actually made me smile. Yeah. And she did. She was like, You th-. and it is interesting, like yeah, I mean you get down to here and you talk about that, but like Mike and Jonathan were not going to go along with Marianne. And she was like, listen to me. Like, this is what we're doing. And I have the extra vote. And you can't ever make anyone ever feel that way on the island, ever. Like, that's not how the game works. Like, you, even if you don't want to go along with what they wanted, what they're proposing, you still need to, like, be like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Like, or, like, at least, like, entertain it. And the fact that it looked like they weren't entertaining it at all was uh, crazy. Bad gameplay by those two. Yeah, she definitely stood up for herself and pushed the agenda. Because when people are telling you no, it's very easy to be like, okay. Yeah, to just be like, okay, we'll just sit back this one. But yeah, to be the youngest one out there and to be like, no, we're doing this. This is this is my extra vote. I'm going to do it how I want to do it. So you guys can get on my train 
instead of you telling me what to do with mine. Uh, so, yeah. No. Stood up for herself. That's good, too. And she said furtive, which I Googled it. I don't know if furtive is a word, but it sounded good when she said it. Uh, I'll have to rewind and see what she said. Fettered goat, maybe something. Um, herded, herded, herded. Oh, yeah. it's herded. Yeah, a goat okay, to be that herded. That's what she said. Sense. I do remember she said that a goat to be herded. Like, what does that mean? Furted, yeah. but okay, so my ears don't work. <laughs> That's okay. it might be a word too. Um, my favorite part is probably just watching the people do the that dizzy thing at the challenge, like where they're just like. And just like that whole sequence of of that moment, I've done a dizzying challenge before and I hated it and I was very wobbly. And in those moments, you feel very sick. But I think with the with the watching it is great. I love watching people get dizzy and then try to do a balance beam. I want to shout out the that moment where they did the um, mu- the music during the challenge. They were like, listen to the sounds of the challenge and you'd see the puzzle pieces going. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. All right. So we just got two more here. Let's do winner picks. I'm picking Marianne. Tyson? I'm picking Marianne. Michaela? I'm picking Marianne, especially if she can get fired. I'm hoping Marianne, but I'm kind of not feeling. Okay. Who? Who then? Tell us who. Okay. I'll put my money on Marianne because I'd be happy with the outcome. I just, okay. I just. It's too, it looks too clear. It looks too it clear looks, for her now. It's too simple. It's yeah. too simple. Yeah. It's too simple. It can't be, but I hope it is. But okay. I think it's I think it's too simple. I don't know. Okay. Well, you're gonna go Marianne, you're gonna go Marianne. I was gonna go Marianne. I still think she'll probably win, but maybe I'll switch it up. Jonathan. I'll choose Jonathan to win. Wow. Okay. He had a great episode. Uh a pretty good episode. Not as good as Marianne, but he had a good Solid. episode. Yeah. Uh all right, but who's the next boot? This is the last one. Well, if I'm choosing Jonathan to win, then Lindsay is the next boot. Yep, got it. Yeah, we kind of already talked through this whole scenario. I think, yeah, I think probably yeah. Lindsay. Because it's whichever one of them doesn't win immunity, I think. Yeah, Lindsay or John, I'd say. Uh, I don't disagree. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty straightforward. But uh, then we have the fire making and all of that. So, uh, Riley, have we missed anything? No, I think that's it. I love this episode. I think we're set up for like just an awesome finale. Yeah. I'm excited for the finale. Michaela, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here, even though you are running through an airport currently to make it to your gate and uh, giving us your time and your energy and your thoughts. Uh, Any closing words or where we can find you if the uh, fans want to uh, be voyeurs into your everyday activity? Oh, I don't post all my everyday activity on the internet, but I do have Instagram at the Michaela B. Okay. And you know, you can find me in Dallas, Texas, because that's where I live. Okay, so everybody head to Dallas. Head to Dallas, buy me food, okay. pay my bills, uh-huh. all of that. Okay, I'm sure <laughs> we have a listener that would be willing to do that. You know, thank you. I'll thank you in advance. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, with that, uh, we are out of here until next week. Thank you, Riley. Thank you again, Michaela. Uh, and thank you all for listening. See you next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.